The Second Anniversary by John Donne, consisting of The Harbinger to the Progress and of The Progress of the Soul. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Thomas Copeland. Of the Progress of the Soul, wherein by occasion of the religious death of Mistress Elizabeth Drury, the incommodities of the soul in this life and her exaltation in the next are contemplated. The Second Anniversary. The Harbinger to the Progress. Two souls move here, and mine, a third, must move paces of admiration and of love. Thy soul, dear virgin, whose this tribute is, moved from this mortal sphere to lively bliss, and yet moves still, and still aspires to see the world's last day, thy glory's full degree. Like as those stars which thou o'erlookest far are in their place, and yet still moved are, no soul, whiles with the luggage of this clay at clogged is, can follow thee half-way, or see thy flight, which doth our thoughts outgo so fast, that now the lightnings move but slow. But now thou art as high in heaven flown as heavens from us. What soul besides thine own can tell thy joys, or say he can relate thy glorious journals in that blessed state? I envy thee, rich soul, I envy thee, although I cannot yet thy glory see. And thou, great spirit, which hers followed hast, so fast as none can follow thine so fast, so far as none can follow thine so far, and if this flesh did not the passage bar, hadst caught her, let me wonder at thy flight, which long agone hadst lost the vulgar sight, and now makes proud the better eyes, that they can see thee lessened in thine airy way. So while thou makest her soul by progress known, Thou makest a noble progress of thine own, From this world's carcass having mounted high To that pure life of immortality. Since thine aspiring thoughts themselves so raise, That more may not beseem a creature's praise, Yet still thou vowst her more, And every year makest a new progress While thou wanderest there. Still upward mount, And let thy maker's praise honour thy Lara, And adorn thy lays. And since thy muse her head in heaven shrouds, Oh, let her never stoop below the clouds. And if those glorious sainted souls may know, Or what we do or what we sing below, Those acts, those songs, shall still content them best, Which praise those awful powers that make them blessed. Of the Progress of the Soul, the Second Anniversary Nothing could make me sooner to confess that this world had an everlastingness than to consider that a year is run since both this lower world's and the sun's sun, the lustre and the vigour of this all did set, for blasphemy to say did fall. But as a ship which hath struck sail doth run by force of that force which before it won, or as sometimes in a beheaded man Though at those two red seas which freely ran, One from the trunk, another from the head, His soul be sailed to her eternal bed, His eyes will twinkle, and his tongue will roll, As though he beckoned and called back his soul, He grasps his hands, and he pulls up his feet, And seems to reach, and to step forth to meet his soul. When all these motions which we saw Are but as ice which crackles at a thaw, Or as a lute, which in moist weather rings her knell alone by cracking of her strings. 
So struggles this dead world, now she is gone. For there is motion in corruption. As some days are at the creation named before the sun, the which framed days was framed, so after this sun set, some show appears, and orderly vicissitude of years. Yet a new deluge and of lethe flood hath drowned us all, all have forgot all good, forgetting her, the main reserve of all. Yet in this deluge, gross and general, thou seest me strive for life. My life shall be to be hereafter praised for praising thee, immortal maid, who, though thou wouldst refuse the name of mother, be unto my muse a father, since her chaste ambition is yearly to bring forth such a child as this. These hymns may work on future wits, and so may great-grandchildren of thy praises grow. And so, though not revive, embalm and spice the world which else would putrefy with vice. For thus man may extend thy progeny until man do but vanish and not die. These hymns thy issue may increase so long as till God's great Veneti change the song. Thirst for that time, O my insatiate soul, and serve thy thirst with God's safe-sealing bowl. Be thirsty still, and drink still till thou go to the only hell to be hydroptic so. Forget this rotten world, and unto thee let thine own times as an old story be. Be not concerned, study not why nor when. Do not so much as not believe a man, for, though to err be worst, to try truth's forth is far more business than this world is worth. The world is but a carcass, Thou art fed by it but as a worm that carcass bred. And why shouldst thou, poor worm, consider more when this world will grow better than before than those thy fellow worms do think upon that carcass's last resurrection? Forget this world, and scarce think of it so as of old clothes cast off a year ago. To be thus stupid is alacrity. Men thus lethargic have best memory. Look upward. That's towards her, whose happy state we now lament not, but congratulate. She, to whom all this world was but a stage, where all sat hearkening how her youthful age should be employed, because in all she did some figure of the golden times was hid, who could not lack whate'er this world could give, because she was the form that made it live, nor could complain that this world was unfit to be stayed in then when she was in it. She that first tried indifferent desires by virtue, and virtue by religious fires, she to whose person paradise adhered as courts to princes, she whose eyes ensphered starlight enough to have made the south control had she been there, the starful northern pole, she, she is gone, she's gone. When thou knowest this, what fragmentary rubbish this world is, thou knowest, and that it is not worth a thought. He honours it too much that thinks it not. Think then, my soul, that death is but a groom, which brings a taper to the outward room, whence thou spiest first a little glimmering light, and after brings it nearer to thy sight. For such approaches doth heaven make in death. 
think thyself labouring now with broken breath, and think those broken and soft notes to be division, and thy happiest harmony. Think thee laid on thy deathbed loose and slack, and think that but unbinding of a pack to take one precious thing thy soul from thence. Think thyself parched with fever's violence, anger thine ague more by calling it thy physic, chide the slackness of the fit, think that thou hearst thy knell, and think no more but that, as bells called thee to church before, so this to the triumphant church calls thee. Think Satan's sergeants round about thee be, and think that but for legacies they thrust. Give one thy pride, to another give thy lust. Give them those sins which they gave thee before, and trust the immaculate blood to wash thy score. Think thy friends weeping round, and think that they weep but because they go not yet thy way. Think that they close thine eyes, and think in this that they confess much in the world amiss who dare not trust a dead man's eye with that which they from God and angels cover not. Think that they shroud thee up, and think from thence they reinvest thee in white innocence. Think that thy body rots, and, if so low, thy soul exalted so thy thoughts can go, think thee a prince, who of themselves create worms which insensibly devour their state. Think that they bury thee, and think that right lays thee to sleep but a St. Lucy's night. Think these things cheerfully, and if thou be drowsy or slack, remember then that she, she whose complexion was so even made that which of her ingredients should invade the other three, no fear, no art could guess. So far we're all removed from more or less, but as in Mithridate or just perfumes, where all good things being met, no one presumes to govern or to triumph on the rest, only because all were, no part was best. And as, though all do know that quantities are made of lines and lines from points arise, none can these lines or qualities unjoint and say, this is a line or this a point. So though the elements and humours were in her, one could not say this governs there, whose even constitution might have won any disease to venture on the sun rather than her, and make a spirit fear that he to disuniting subject were. To whose proportions, if we would compare cubes, they're unstable, circles, angular, she who was such a chain as fate employs to bring mankind all fortunes it enjoys, so fast, so even wrought, as one would think no accident could threaten any link. She, she embraced a sickness, gave it meat, the purest blood and breath that e'er it eat, and hath taught us that though a good man hath title to heaven and plead it by his faith, and though he may pretend a conquest, since heaven was content to suffer violence, yea, though he plead a long possession too, for there in heaven on earth who heaven's works do, though he had right and power and place before, yet death must usher and unlock the door. Think further on thyself, my soul, and think how thou at first wast made but in a sink, Think that it argued some infirmity that those two souls, which then thou foundst in me, 
thou fedst upon and drewst into thee both my second soul of sense and first of growth think but how poor thou wast how obnoxious whom a small lump of flesh could poison thus this curded milk this poor unlittered whelp my body could beyond escape or help infect thee with original sin and thou couldst neither then refuse nor leave it now think that no stubborn sullen anchoret which fixed to a pillar or a grave doth sit bedded and bathed in all his orgers dwells so foully as our souls in their first built cells think in how poor a prison thou didst lie after enabled but to suck and cry think when twas grown to most twas a poor inn a province packed up in two yards of skin and that usurped or threatened with the rage of sicknesses or their true mother age but think that death hath now enfranchised thee thou hast thy expansion now and liberty think that a rusty piece discharged is flown in pieces and the bullet is his own and freely flies this to thy soul allow think thy shell broke think thy soul hatched but now and think this slow-paced soul which late did cleave to a body and went but by the body's leave twenty perchance or thirty miles a day dispatches in a minute all the way twixt heaven and earth she stays not in the air to look what meteors there themselves prepare she carries no desire to know nor sense whether theirs middle region be intense with element of fire she doth not know whether she passed by such a place or no she baits not at the moon nor cares to try whether in that new world men live and die venus retards her not to inquire how she can being one star hesper and vesper be he that charmed argus eyes sweet mercury works not on her who now is grown all eye who if she meet the body of the sun goes through not staying till his course be run who finds in mars's camp no corps of guard nor is by jove nor by his father barred but ere she can consider how she went at once is at and through the firmament and as these stars were but so many beads strung on one string speed undistinguished leads her through those spheres as through the beads a string whose quick succession makes it still one thing as doth the pith which lest our body slack strings fast the little bones of neck and back so by the soul doth death string heaven and earth for when our soul enjoys this our third birth creation gave her one a second grace heaven is as near and present to her face as colours are and objects in a room where darkness was before when tapers come this must my soul thy long short progress be to advance these thoughts remember then that she she whose fair body no such prison was but that a soul might well be pleased to pass an age in her she whose rich beauty lent mintage to other beauties for they went but for so much as they were like to her she in whose body if we dare prefer this low world to so high a mark as she the western treasure eastern spicery europe and africa and the unknown rest were easily found or what in them was best and when we've made this large discovery of all in her some one part then will be twenty such parts 
whose plenty and riches is enough to make twenty such worlds as this. She, who had they known who did first betroth the tutelar angels, and assigned one both to nations, cities, and to companies, to functions, offices, and dignities, and to each several man, to him and him, they would have given her one for every limb. She, of whose soul, if we may say twas gold, her body was the electrum, and did hold many degrees of that. We understood her by her sight, her pure and eloquent blood spoke in her cheeks, and so distinctly wrought that one might almost say her body thought. She, she thus richly and largely housed, is gone, and chides us slow-paced snails who crawl upon our prison's prison, earth, nor think us well longer than whilst we bear our brittle shell. But twere but little to have changed our room, if, as we were in this our living tomb oppressed with ignorance, we still were so. Poor soul! In this thy flesh what dost thou know? Thou knowst thyself so little as thou knowst not how thou didst die, nor how thou wast begot. Thou neither knowst how thou at first camest in, nor how thou tookst the poison of man's sin. Nor dost thou, though thou knowst that thou art so, by what way thou art made immortal know. Thou art too narrow, wretch, to comprehend even thyself. Yea, though thou wouldst but bend to know thy body. Have not all souls thought for many ages that our body is wrought of air and fire and other elements? And now they think of new ingredients, and one soul thinks one, and another way another thinks, and tis an even lay. Knowst thou but how the stone doth enter in the bladder's cave and never break the skin? Knowst thou how blood which to the heart doth flow doth from one ventricle to the other go? And for the putrid stuff which thou dost spit, knowst thou how thy lungs have attracted it? There are no passages, so that there is, for aught thou knowst, piercing of substances. And of those many opinions which men raise of nails and hairs, dost thou know which to praise? What hope have we to know ourselves when we know not the least things which for our use be? We see in authors too stiff to recant a hundred controversies of an ant, and yet one watches, starves, freezes, and sweats to know but catechisms and alphabets of unconcerning things, matters of fact, how others on our stage their parts did act, what Caesar did, yea, and what Cicero said, why grass is green or why our blood is red are mysteries which none have reached unto. In this low form, poor soul, what wilt thou do? When wilt thou shake off this pedantry of being taught by sense and fantasy? Thou looks through spectacles, small things seem great below. But up unto the watch-tower get, and see all things despoiled of fallacies. Thou shalt not peep through lattices of eyes, nor hear through labyrinths of ears, nor learn by circuit or collections to discern. In heaven thou straight know'st all concerning it, and what concerns it not? shalt straight forget. There thou, but in no other school, mayst be perchance as learned and as full as she, she who all libraries had throughly read at home in her own thoughts, and practised as much good as would make as many more. 
she whose example they must all implore who would or do or think well and confess that all the virtuous actions they express are but a new and worse edition of her some one thought or one action she who in thought of knowing heaven was grown here upon earth to such perfection that she hath ever since to heaven she came in a far fairer print but read the same she she not satisfied with all this weight for so much knowledge as would overfreight another did but ballast her is gone as well to enjoy as get perfection and calls us after her in that she took taking herself our best and worthiest book return not my soul from this ecstasy and meditation of what thou shalt be to earthly thoughts till it to thee appear with whom thy conversation must be there with whom wilt thou converse what station canst thou choose out free from infection that will not give thee theirs nor drink in thine shalt thou not find a spongy slack divine drink and suck in the instructions of great men and for the word of god vent them again are there not some courts and then no things be so like as courts which in this let us see that wits and tongues of libellers are weak because they do more ill than these can speak the poison's gone through all poisons affect chiefly the chiefest parts but some effect in nails and hairs yea excrements will show so lies the poison of sin in the most low up up my drowsy soul where thy new ear shall in the angel's songs no discord hear where thou shalt see the blessed mother made joy in not being that which men have said where she is exalted more for being good than for her interest of motherhood up to those patriarchs which did longer sit expecting christ than they've enjoyed him yet up to those prophets which now gladly see their prophecies grown to be history up to the apostles who did bravely run all the sun's course with more light than the sun up to those martyrs who did calmly bleed oil to the apostles lamps due to their seed up to those virgins who thought that almost they made joint tenants with the holy ghost if they to any should his temple give up up for in that squadron there doth live she who hath carried thither new degrees as to their number to their dignities she who being to herself a state enjoyed all royalties which any state employed for she made wars and triumphed reason still did not o'erthrow but rectify her will and she made peace for no peace is like this that beauty and chastity together kiss she did high justice for she crucified every first motion of rebellious pride and she gave pardons and was liberal for only herself except she pardoned all she coined in this that her impressions gave to all our actions all the worth they have she gave protections the thoughts of her breast satan's rude officers could ne'er arrest as these prerogatives being met in one made her a sovereign state religion made her a church and these two made her all she who was all this all and could not fall to worse by company for she was still more antidote than all the world was ill she 
she doth leave it, and by death survive all this in heaven. Whither who doth not strive the more because she's there, he doth not know that accidental joys in heaven do grow. But pause, my soul, and study, ere thou fall on accidental joys, the sensual. Still before accessories do abide a trial must the principle be tried. And what essential joy canst thou expect here upon earth? What permanent effect of transitory causes? Dost thou love beauty? And beauty worthy is to move. Poor cousin, cousiner, that she and that thou which did begin to love are neither now. You are both fluid, changed since yesterday. Next day repairs, but ill, last day's decay. Nor are, although the river keep the name, yesterday's waters and to-day's the same. So flows her face and thine eyes. Neither now that saint nor pilgrim which your loving vow concerned remains. But whilst you think you be constant, your hourly in inconstancy. Honour may have pretence unto our love, because that God did live so long above without this honour, and then loved it so that he at last bade creatures to bestow honour on him. Not that he needed it, but that to his hands man might grow more fit. But since all honours from inferiors flow, for they do give it, princes do but show whom they would have so honoured, and that this on such opinions and capacities is built as rise and fall to more and less, alas, tis but a casual happiness. Hath ever any man to himself assigned this or that happiness to arrest his mind, but that another man, which takes a worse, thinks him a fool for having ta'en that course? They who did labour Babel's tower to wreck might have considered that for that effect all this whole solid earth could not allow nor furnish forth materials enow, and that the centre to raise such a place was far too little to have been the base. No more affords this world foundation direct true joy, for all the means in one. But as the heathen made them several gods, of all God's benefits and all his rods, for as the wine and corn and onions are gods unto them, so agues be in war, and as by changing that whole precious gold to such small copper coins they lost the old, and lost their only god, who ever must be sought alone, and not in such a thrust. So much mankind true happiness mistakes. No joy enjoys that man that many makes. Then so to thy first pitch work up again. Know that all lines which circles do contain, for once that they the centre touch, do touch twice the circumference. And be thou such. Double on heaven thy thoughts on earth employed. All will not serve. Only who have enjoyed the sight of God in fullness can think it. For it is both the object and the wit. This is essential joy, when neither he can suffer diminution nor we. Tis such a full and such a filling good. Had the angels once looked on him, they had stood. To fill the place of one of them, or more, she whom we celebrate is gone before. She who had here so much essential joy, as no chance could distract, much less destroy. 
who with god's presence was acquainted so hearing and speaking to him as to know his face in any natural stone or tree better than when in images they be who kept by diligent devotion god's image in such reparation within her heart that what decay was grown was her first parent's fault and not her own who being solicited to any act still heard god pleading his safe pre-contract who by a faithful confidence was here betrothed to god and now is married there whose twilights were more clear than our midday who dreamt devoutlier than most used to pray who being here filled with grace yet strove to be both where more grace and more capacity at once is given she to heaven is gone who made this world in some proportion a heaven and here became unto us all joy as our joys admit essential but could this low world joys essential touch heaven's accidental joys would pass them much how poor and lame must then our casual be if thy prince will his subjects to call thee my lord and this do swell thee thou art then by being greater grown to be less man when no physician of redress can speak a joyful casual violence may break a dangerous apostem in thy breast and whilst thou joyst in this the dangerous rest the bag may rise up and so strangle thee but ere was casual may ever be what should the nature change or make the same certain which was but casual when it came all casual joy doth loud and plainly say only by coming that it can away only in heaven joy's strength is never spent and accidental things are permanent joy of a soul's arrival ne'er decays for that soul ever joys and ever stays joy that their last great consummation approaches in the resurrection when earthly bodies more celestial shall be than angels were for they could fall this kind of joy doth every day admit degrees of growth but none of losing it in this fresh joy tis no small part that she she in whose goodness he that names degree doth injure her tis loss to be called best there where the stuff is not such as the rest she who left such a body as even she only in heaven could learn how it can be made better for she rather was two souls or like to full on both sides written rolls where eyes might read upon the outward skin as strong records for god as minds within she who by making full perfection grow pieces a circle and still keeps it so longed for and longing for it to heaven is gone where she receives and gives a titian here in a place where misdevotion frames a thousand prayers to saints whose very names the ancient church knew not heaven knows not yet and where what laws of poetry admit laws of religion have at least the same immortal maid i might invoke thy name could any saint provoke that appetite thou here shouldst make me a french convertite but thou wouldst not nor wouldst thou be content to take this for my second year's true rent did this coin bear any other stamp 
than his that gave thee power to do me to say this since his will is that to posterity thou shouldst for life and death a pattern be and that the world should notice have of this the purpose and authority is his thou art the proclamation and i am the trumpet at whose voice the people came end of the second anniversary end of the anniversary poems recording by thomas copeland